1: Children's Bible Journey, with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up. So let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome God. Donkey. Shit.
2: Jesus makes the sun, Jesus makes the day and fills it up with fun, Jesus makes the moon to shine at night, and Jesus makes the stars so bright,
0: Jesus makes the kittens, Jesus makes the puffs, Jesus makes
2: the chickens and the little ducks, Jesus makes the bunnies smooth as silk, and Jesus makes the cows warm milk. Jesus makes the flowers, Jesus makes the trees, Jesus makes the rain and makes the gentle breeze. Jesus makes the grass so fresh and green And Jesus makes the air so clean. Jesus makes the mom and dad. Kids, this is a sing-along song, so we'd like you all to sing along with us, okay? Here we go. Jesus makes the rainbow, Jesus makes the sun. Jesus makes the day and fills it up with fun. Jesus makes the moon to shine at night. And Jesus makes the stars so bright. Jesus makes the gift Jesus makes the host Jesus makes the cheese. <laughs> quack, 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 quack. Jesus quack. makes the bunny spoon silk And Jesus makes the cows warm milk uh, Jesus makes the flowers. Jesus makes the trees. Jesus makes the rain and makes the gentle breeze
3: Jesus makes
2: the grass so fresh and free And Jesus makes the air so clean Jesus makes the mom and dad me And we're a happy family
4: Singing about Jesus sure makes your heart feel happy We'll do some more singing in a few minutes Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story From the Bible and Living Sound
5: And the people of Israel moved on from the wilderness of sin according to the commandment of the Lord and camped at Rephidim where there was no water for the people or animals to drink so that they once more complained.
0: Mommy! Mommy, I'm terribly thirsty.
3: Can I have some water? Can't you understand that I don't have any water to give you? Father, did you find any water? No, Mother.
5: There isn't any water anywhere. Oh,
3: why did we ever come with Moses? I'm sure he's going to kill us all with thirst. Go and ask him for water. He got us into this. Let him get us out.
5: The tent is up now. Go in with the children, dear, and rest. I will go to Moses. Why did you bring us and our children and our cattle up out of the land of Egypt in the first place if you're only going to let us die with thirst? Moses withdrew from the crowd and cried unto God. What shall I do with this people, angel? They are ready to stone me. Pass on before the people, taking with you some of the elders of Israel... And take with you the rod with which you caused the parting of the Red Sea. God, God shall stand before you on the rock at Horeb. And you shall strike the rock and water shall come out of it that the people may drink.
3: Where's Moses going anyway? Perhaps he's trying to desert us. Why, Why well, he may even leave us out here to die. Oh, I doubt if Moses would do that. Where is Moses going, Father?
5: It looks like he's going up in that mountain.
3: We're stopping by that big rock. Why, Father?
5: I'm sure I don't know.
3: The pillar of cloud is over the rock.
5: I wonder.
3: Wonder what, Father?
5: I I don't know. But I do wish we had some water.
3: Father! Moses is striking the rock. And and the rock is splitting. Just look at the water flowing out. <laughs>
5: not long after the children of Israel got water from the rock at Horeb, the army of the Amalekites who lived near Ephedim marched out to attack them. The Israelites had had no weapons when they left Egypt, but as they traveled, they had made weapons. And now Moses appointed young Joshua to lead the army and gave him orders for the first battle. Joshua, Here are your orders for our battle with the Amalekites. Choose twelve companies of your best men and prepare them for battle. Tomorrow, I will stand upon the hill overlooking the plain. When I hold up my arms, it shall be the sign for you to advance. When my arms are at my sides, you shall fall back. The Lord will protect us. I should be out for a few hours tonight. Joshua has asked a number of us to find out how large the Amalekite army is.
3: Do be careful. I don't like the idea of your spying on the Amalekites. What if you should be caught?
5: Don't worry, my dear. The same God who provided food and water for us will also take care of us tonight. Much later that night, Sarah heard footsteps.
3: Is that you, dear? Yes, sir. Have the Amalekites got a very large army?
5: Yes, they have. God will have to help us if we're to win.
3: Sharon, let's climb the hill and watch the battle today. Father will be fighting. Is Moses going to fight too? No. Father says Moses will be on top of the hill where we are going. with Aaron and her, Now he's raising his hands and our soldiers are chasing the enemy. Now Moses' hands are down and our men are running for cover. Why does Moses raise up his hands like that? I guess it has something to do with the Lord helping us to win the battle. It looks like Aaron and her are holding Moses' hands up for him.
5: held Moses' hands up until sunset and under the blessings of the Lord the Israelites won the victory.
1: We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to add these stories to listen to a home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at one 800 one 634 234 That's
4: 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. C. God promises to comfort me. Welcome to Live with Sam. I'm Sam here on the school playground to learn more about health. Let's talk with Jason, the captain of the soccer team. Jason, what's the secret of your amazing success? I never kicked the ball. How do you keep from kicking the ball? By letting other people do it. But how do you explain the fact that your team wins so many games? Everybody else is really good at kicking the ball. All I have to do is say, hey, go over there and kick the ball. And they do. Works great. So you run around the field. Right. Shout at your teammates. Right. Never kick the ball. Right. And win the game. Weird, huh? Let's talk about you. You seem to be in such great shape. Running and shouting takes a lot of energy. You can burn a lot of calories doing that. I'm sure kicking the ball takes a lot of energy, too. But I wouldn't know. So what I hear you saying is that to be in good shape, you need to do a lot of moving, running, shouting, stuff like that. When we score a goal, I jump up and down. That's good for me. And when we win a game, we all bump into each other and slap our hands together. There's 100 calories right there. Do you have any interest in any other sports? Baseball. I love baseball. Just one problem. Let me guess. You can't hit the ball. I'm planning on being the world's first professional pinch runner. This is Sam with Live with Sam. Goodbye.
5: God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, he established a health plan for every creature on Earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
6: Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you today's story is chapter six nightmare today's story is chapter six nightmare boom chris awoke from a sound sleep he sat up in his bed and heard a loud noise outside boom boom he heard it again a sound like hissing rockets came next frightened yet curious chris threw back his covers and ran for his bedroom door mom dad maria he called out into the hallway But no one answered. He ran into the hallway and ran down the stairs. Mom! Dad! Apparently no one was home. He heard another noise outside. This time it was the sound of voices. Hundreds of them. Still in his pajamas, Chris threw open the front door and looked outside. The front yard, the street, and the neighborhood as far as he could see were filled with people. Most were still in their pajamas like Chris. He recognized many of his neighbors. Then he saw Maria. Maria! Chris called. Maria, what's going on? Maria stared up into the sky. Chris's voice made her look at him. Chris had never seen her look so beautiful. Oh, Chris, he's here. He's finally here. Chris walked toward her through the crowd. Who's here, Maria? Why, Jesus, of course, she said. Maria turned back toward the sky. Chris looked up to where Maria was looking. A blast like a hundred Fourth of July celebrations almost blinded Chris, and he looked away. Come on, he heard Maria saying. It's time to go. Go, Chris asked. Go where? Chris ran to catch up with Maria, but Mrs. Schumacher, their neighbor, ran between them. Why didn't you tell me, she asked, pushing herself in front of him. Why didn't you warn me that this was coming? What are you talking about, Chris asked, trying to get past Mrs. Schumacher. Maria, don't leave me. He slipped past Mrs. Schumacher in time to see Maria, still in her pajamas, lift off the ground and fly into the air. Maria, you're flying, Chris said. Chris, come on, Maria said. Chris? He saw Mom and Dad and his little sister, Yo-Yo, suddenly rise into the air along with Maria. Chris, come on! Chris looked off above the crowd and saw several others lift off the ground. He saw Jenny, Sammy, and Dee Dee among them. Then he looked down the street and he saw Willie running toward him. Willie, you can walk, you can run, Chris said, forgetting everything around him. Isn't it great, Willie said, jumping up and down for joy. Come on, you'll miss the party! Chris ran up to Willie, but just before he reached him, Willie lifted into the air like the others. Come on, Slowpoke, Willie called down to him. Let's go. Willie, wait for me, Chris said. Maria, Mom, Dad. Suddenly, Chris noticed that it was getting darker around him. The sky was not as bright as if car headlights had passed and left the night's darkness to surround him once again. Chris began to sob. What's the matter, wimp? Chris turned to see Ryan standing beside him. They're all losers anyway. You're still here with the tough guys, the cool guys. Come on, let's have our own party. Ryan headed for the dark shadows between the houses. Chris could see yellow eyes glowing in the darkness. Come on, snail, Ryan laughed over his shoulder. This is where you belong. Chris looked at Ryan, then shook his head. No, he said, bursting into tears again. I belong up there. Chris ran out into the now empty street. Mom! "'Dad, Maria, help me! Take me with you!' "'It's all right, Chris,' he heard his mother say. "'You're just having a bad dream, that's all.' Chris once again was in his own bed, surrounded by the familiar things of his room. His mother sat on the edge of his bed and held him in her arms. "'It's just a bad dream,' Mrs. Vargas repeated. "'Mom,' Chris sniffed when he could get the words out between tears, "'Mom, I want to be baptized.' "'You do?' she asked a bit surprised. "'Why?' Chris told her about the nightmare. And I realized that I was the only one of the shoebox kids who hadn't decided to be baptized. Mom, I don't want to be left behind. Mrs. Vargas put her hand beneath Chris's chin and lifted his face up close to hers. Chris, I want you to understand something, she said. Okay? Are you listening? Baptism is only a symbol. It will not save you. Getting baptized will not get you to heaven. People choose to be baptized for a lot of reasons, but mostly it means that they have surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. Whatever they do, whatever they become, they dedicate that to Jesus. When we become Christians, it means that we accept the sacrifice, Jesus' death, as payment for our sins when we make that decision to accept his sacrifice and to turn our lives over to him that is when jesus can save us until you understand that baptism won't mean anything mrs vargas said that's what mrs Shue meant chris said mrs vargas put her face close to chris's again chris are you getting pressure from the kids about baptism chris looked down and nodded most of my friends think it's great but ryan says that it's for losers well what do you think chris didn't say anything no one should feel pressured to be baptized mrs vargas said you need to take your time and decide when you are good and ready remember she said pointing a finger at him it's only a symbol of what's going on inside there's nothing magic about it mrs vargas kissed chris on the cheek do you feel better now chris nodded feel like you can go back to sleep he nodded again good night remember i love you and god loves you The door closed and Chris snuggled down in his blankets. He didn't feel quite so confused as he did. He drifted off to sleep, dreaming of fluffy white clouds over a field of mustard yellow flowers. The story you have heard today is a chapter of the Shoebox Kids, book one, The Mysterious Treasure Map.
5: Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio, and is a production of LifeTalk Radio at lifetalk.net.